Hey, it's Jeff, and I'm happy to announce that Skylar and I will be collaborating on a series of retreats in 2024 at Commune Topanga. The first one is happening April 5th through 7th. Now, these weekends are really designed to foster greater balance in your life. Now, well-being, as I've discovered in all of its expressions, springs forth from balance. We seek to balance our relationships, balance our budgets, and of course, balance our blood sugar levels. So if health emerges from balance, well, illness stems from imbalances, and we see evidence of imbalances all around us, from imbalanced immune systems and hormones to emotional disequilibrium. So if you break down the root cause of virtually all of our modern imbalances, you will find that they come from our convenience culture, sedentary, indoor, temperature-controlled lives filled with a surfeit of shelf-stable refined calories and a dearth of in-real-life connections. Well, these retreats upend convenience culture. They're all about realigning our biology to foster balance, homeostasis. So this will include movement like yoga and hiking sessions, focusing the mind through meditation and breath work, optional ice plunges and saunas, and enjoying delicious farm-sourced meals around big communal tables. I'll also be reading some of my favorite commusings as we snuggle around the fire at night. When's the last time you've been read a story? So I hope you can join us at our Balance Weekend Retreat. The first one is happening April 5th through 7th at Commune Topanga with support from our dear friends at Bevo Barefoot. So just go to onecommune.com retreat for more info. And I'll see you in the Santa Monica Mountains. Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasno. Many of you may receive my weekly Sunday commusing article where I address a breadth of issues from the spiritual to the physiological to the socio-political. And on occasion, I will also record an audio version of these articles and release it here as a bonus episode. So happy new year to all. Welcome to 2023. Can you believe it? Well, with all the revelry of the holidays subsiding, now we turn our attention to the year ahead with a renewed zeal to be our best selves. However, despite our best intentions, the grand vision we have for ourselves can quickly become blurry. Now, today's episode provides some lighthearted guardrails for staying on track. Now, personally, I hope to laugh as much as possible in 2023, and I hope that you'll join me. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested in checking out our course platform, which features over 120 programs with top doctors like Mark Hyman and Zach Bush and thought leaders and authors like Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson. Well, you can sign up for a free 14-day trial at onecommune.com slash trial. And if you're not completely sick of me, I am also waxing alternately poetic and pathetic on Instagram at Jeff Krasno. Well, without further delay, here's this week's commusing three tips for your New Year's resolutions. Through 
Throughout the 90s and into the aughts, Rachel, our best friend from college, hosted an annual New Year's Eve party in her downtown Soho art studio. It was a generous alternative to the typical debauchery of lemon drops and tequila shots that generally characterize the ringing in of yet another year. Rachel had a classier vision for New Year's Eve. She catered an elegant dinner for 50 denizens of Gotham, artists, musicians, writers, and other creative constituents of the city's cultural compost, all gathered around a single serpentine table that snaked through the middle of the cavernous workspace. Now, every year, Skylar and I dusted off our mothballed finery and stepped into a Fitzgerald-era grainy black-and-white movie. Sparkling and mesmerizing, Skylar transformed into Daisy Buchanan, and I suppose that made me a poor man's Gatsby. Of course, our chariot would soon turn back into a pumpkin, but the opulence was fun while it lasted. Rachel had an unwavering custom at this party. Duck. 50 plates of exquisitely prepared roasted waterfowl. Now, I'm not exactly sure why I bristled against this tradition. Now, true, Skylar and I were collegiate vegetarians back in those days in a grilled cheese and stir-fry sort of way. Now, maybe it was the young anti-materialist in me or just my contrarian nature, but irrespective of the origin of my intention, I staged a petty annual protest. I boycotted the duck. I was not foul-mouthed about it, but the untouched bird on my plate, increasingly limp and cold, made my statement. In retrospect, this remonstration was not only paltry, but also rude. One should never refuse the munificent alms of your host. Nevertheless, ducking the duck became my annual New Year's resolution. As the year wound down, I would proudly proclaim, I will consume no duck in 1994. And I reprised this oath the following year, and the year after that, and every year since. In fact, I have not ingested a morsel of duck or pheasant or partridge or any species of guinea or peafowl since I was an adolescent listening to tears for fears. Now, you may scoff at this admittedly pathetic accomplishment, but my tradition was not without some utility. Of course, this resolution was co-mingled with many of the more onerous promises one typically makes to oneself. I vow to be a better man next year than I was last year. I will exercise every day, stop drinking, quit smoking, take up a hobby, get my finances in order, travel the world, slow down, make more time for friends, be more loving, forgive those who have wronged me, and on and on. Of course, the vast majority of the time, these pledges are swept into the dustbin of noble intentions. Sure, I've followed through on some resolutions here and there. The only way to truly reify them is to make them subconscious involuntary behaviors. While I have adopted many good habits, I don't pretend to wear one. My vices are on full display, here and elsewhere. However, here's the point. It's vitally important for one's self-esteem to have one resolution that you can categorically and confidently keep. Eschewing duck, as easy as it's been, gives me some needed momentum in the dawn of the new year. And if I can keep one promise to myself, well, just maybe, maybe I can keep another. 
Tip number one, pick one resolution you absolutely know that you can keep. Now, you may justifiably aspire to greater achievements than shunning waterfall, but beware. The moment you begin to walk the path of liberation, the instant that you align your works and actions with your highest principles, the creditors come knocking. The Hindus and Buddhists have curious insight here. Now, when you attempt to step out of the bhava chakra, the karmic wheel, the endless cycle of death and rebirth known as samsara, governed by the laws of cosmic retribution and cause and effect, when you do this, you are almost immediately tested. For example, the moment that you vow to get your financial ship in order, who comes to pay a visit but an IRS official with an inquiry about your 2015 tax return? Or perhaps an old college buddy who bought too much crypto calls in a long-forgotten loan. Now, perhaps you've adopted a plant-focused, low-glycemic diet. You're on an intermittent fasting protocol. You're even braving cold showers. Good for you. You've made it two full days with no sugar. But of course, you're also on the treadmill, and your mitochondria need an energy source. In the absence of glucose, your body starts breaking down fat. Hallelujah, you're in ketosis. But wait, you feel like crap. Well, it turns out that toxins, and many middle-aged Jewish men, are lipophilic. They love fat. Concomitant with the breakdown of adipocytes, toxins are being released into your bloodstream. Your virtue and discipline are making you feel temporarily awful. Of course, if you just stick with it and walk in the footsteps of your highest self, then you will overcome these obstacles. But know this, you will be tested. Tip number two, know that you will almost immediately be tested and have a plan. 2023 just might be the year you quit drinking once and for all. The increasingly brutal hangovers outweigh the fleeting release of inhibitions that alcohol can evoke. But take heed. You never want to quit drinking for an entire year because if you make this claim, the devil will know that he has 365 days to tempt you back to the bottle. Do you think the freshly baptized Jesus divulged the duration of his walkabout in the desert? Do you think he let Satan know in advance that he'd be fasting in the Judean sand for 40 days? In his dealing with the devil, Jesus was cunning. Just for today, he would refuse the temptation of bread out of stones. Just for today, he would pass on dominion over all earthly kingdoms. Jesus would take it up with the devil again tomorrow. Eventually, Satan got bored with these negotiations and left town, and the angels soon appeared to minister a feast. Now, these mythical tales may be canards, but the dispositive piece of advice here is written into many popular methods and traditions. Whatever you seek to instantiate into your life must be accomplished one day at a time. Tip number three, take your resolutions one day at a time. Well, I hope these resolution hacks serve you well. And if you trip and fall, just get back up seven times down, eight times up. That is life. So the Zen saying goes. The window of free will may be barely cracked, but you do have some agency over where you focus your attention 
moment to moment. And with every new moment, there is a resurrection, a renewed opportunity to align yourself with your highest principles. It's never too late to turn your ducking life around. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode of the Commune Podcast. Feel free to drop me a line any old time at jeffk at onecommune.com. And if so inclined, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all from the Commune for this week. My name is Jeff Krasno, and I am here for you. Hey, it's Jeff. And when it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder and reach farther and go that extra mile. Well, this relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance for the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, You'll also unlock real-time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist right there in your pocket. If you're interested in this innovative service, I've got great news for Commune listeners. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash Dr. G. That's insidetracker.com forward slash DRG.